Tonight we are waiting on God and we are expecting him to manifest himself. The Bible says that signs follow the preaching of the word of God. So I'm just going to go through some scriptures tonight on the importance of being refreshed in his presence. Could anybody stand to have some refreshing? How about some renewing? Some reviving? Hallelujah. All these wonderful things that happen in his presence. We know that this time of year in particular, it's easy to get drained. I'm not going to ask for a testimony of taught that trial or, or how weary you are maybe in the natural. But we know that weariness, burnout, worn out, it's available to all of us any time of year. But it's kind of a magnified during the holidays because there's extra things that need to be done. And sometimes it can feel like our, our life is uh, running on E or our battery is low. Now, if I were to ask in here tonight, how many of you have a smartphone? I'm not sure why they call them smart. Sometimes mine acts really dumb, but you know, a smartphone or an iPad. And with these wonderful devices up in the corner, there's this little battery indicator. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's awesome when all those bars are filled up and you're like, yay, full charged. But as the day goes longer and longer and you don't plug in to the power source, maybe you get down to one bar. Or you have the unfortunate experience of ding, battery is low and you're in the red zone. I know that sometimes I'm talking to pastors and he starts talking real fast. I got to talk real fast because my phone's about to die. About to die. What? what was that last word? Because if your battery is dead and you get into the red zone, you lose your power. Well, I think it would be interesting in the realm of the spirit if we all had this little indicator on our forehead. This battery charger, this bar. And if I had a little device and I was to walk up to you tonight and it was to go, ding, 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 uh-oh, uh-oh, empty, plug in, plug in, red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone. That wouldn't be good if we could see that on each other's heads. But you know what? God sees it. God knows what's going on in our heart. He knows whether we need to, have we spent time with him or not, or if we need to pull aside and to be recharged and refreshed and revived, whatever. All of these re-words, don't you find that interesting in the English language? If you put re, the prefix of it, in front of a word, it literally means once, a, once more, refresh. Or do again. Do again. I'm not, again, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, so don't put your hand up. But there may be somebody in here that had to repeat a grade in school. And what did that mean? Maybe you were in the first grade, especially if you were a little boy or in kindergarten, and you were wiggly and all over the place. And your teacher said, well, you know, I don't think they got it. They need to retake or redo or repeat kindergarten. That means you got to do it again. So when we say refresh, do it again. Renew. 
means come back into his presence. Hallelujah. Into his presence. Now, there's a wonderful scripture that tells us what happens when we come into his presence. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. And I want to look at it in the Amplified Version. Uh, Anybody ready to be refreshed? Here's where it happens. I like to go to a spa. I like to have a spa day. I like to have a, a day off. I like to go to the beach. Those are all good for your body, for your soul. But the most important thing that you can refresh is your spirit. When you're refreshed on the inside, it's going to show up. It's going to show up on your face. You'll look like you went and got a facial. You'll have a glow, a heavenly glow. It'll show up in your mind because your mind will be full of peace. Look at this wonderful passage. So repent. Change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God. If there's someone in here tonight and you don't know the Lord or one time you were walking with Him and you've gone your own way, then this verse is for you tonight. How do you get back into fellowship with Him? You repent, you turn around and you return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. Is anybody glad that your sins have been wiped clean? Aren't you thankful? They've been blotted out as far as the east is from the west. So far hath he moved our transgressions from us. Hallelujah. He's cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Corey Ten Boom, a wonderful lady that had a ministry of, of helping the Jews during uh, World War II. Cast, she said, he cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And he posts a sign there that says, no fishing. So when the enemy tries to bring up our past, say, no, that's in the sea of forgetfulness. They've been blotted out. They've been wiped clean. They're under the blood, the precious blood. Hallelujah. And then this is what we're going to center in on tonight. That times of, say it with me. Say it again. Times of refreshing. That just sounds good. Times of refreshing, of recovery. From the effects of heat. You might have been in a fiery trial. You may have been in a test. You might have felt like you were in a fiery furnace. Guess what? There's recovery from the effects of heat. Hallelujah. You can come out of that test and trial without even the smell of smoke on you. When the three Hebrew children were delivered from the fiery furnace, the Bible says there was a fourth man in the fire, showed up. And when the king had them taken out, he said, What? Not a hair on their, not a hair on their head is singed. They don't even smell like smoke. I call that recovery. Recovery from the effects of heat. Of reviving. I just love all these words here. We're getting refreshed. Recovery. And now reviving with fresh air may come from the presence 
of the Lord. That's what you're sensing right now. That's what's here. When we were worshiping Him and magnifying Him, His presence fills the temple. When He's exalted, when He's lifted up, His presence is in this place. And His presence brings times of refreshing. Hallelujah. The American standard of that verse says this. Repent ye therefore, turn again, that your sins may be blotted out. And then I love how it says this. So that there may be, there may come seasons. Seasons. Seasons of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. You know, seasons come and seasons go. Here in the Bay Area, we don't experience drastic season change like they do in the Midwest. But right now, some parts of the Midwest are covered in that white stuff called snow. That's a drastic season change from being 90 degrees in the summer. Seasons change. Seasons come and they go Seasons don't last forever. People in Minnesota right now, they're in winter. But they're already looking forward to, oh, I know, I know, someday spring's going to happen. And this white stuff is going to be gone. Because it's just a law that God put into motion in nature. Seasons change. And it's the same in the realm of the Spirit. You could be in a season right now where you're on a mountaintop with God. Woo-hoo-hoo! Hallelujah! Everything's awesome and great. Or you could be in a season time right now where it feels like you're kind of in a, in a little bit of a law or a little bit of a valley. But the thing is, seasons don't last forever. It's going to change. There's an expiration date. And I'm declaring in this church, even tonight, we're in a season of refreshing. Hallelujah. There's a weather change in the atmosphere. Something's moving. Something's shaking. Something's changing. The presence of the Lord is on the scene. The presence of the Lord makes all the Difference. Hallelujah. Times of refreshing. Now just listen to some of these definitions of refreshing. We already talked about some of them. But to restore. To revive. I like this one. Refreshing means to fill up again. To replenish. This one's good. To give new freshness. Or brightness. Just being in God's presence will cause you to brighten up change your countenance have you ever have you ever spent time in the presence of the lord and you come out of that place and you don't even realize it but you're radiating with the glory of god and with his presence remember when moses said lord god let me see your face God said, I can't show you my face. Why? Because he wasn't born again. But he said, I'll cause my presence 
to pass before you. And his presence passed by him. And it lit Moses up so much. It freshened him up. It brightened him up so much that he went into the tent that night. And his wife said, Moses, turn out the light. It's bright in here. I can't get any sleep. He said, the light's not on. She looked at him and said, cover up your head. You're glowing in the dark. He was the original glow-in-the-dark guy. Why? The presence of the Lord brightened him up. It will always brighten us up. I have yet to meet anyone who said, I've been in God's presence today. I've been worshiping Him. I've been reading His Word. I've been fellowshipping with Him. I've been praying. And I've spent a couple of hours just hanging out with God, and I just feel terrible. It was awful. No. You never come out of God's presence saying, man, I am bummed out. You always come out lifted, replenished. Filled up. Refreshed. It's never a waste of time to hang out with God. Hallelujah. Woo. What else do you get when you hang out with God? In His presence. Psalm 1611. There is fullness of joy. If you're tempted to have a sad day and a down day. Let me just give you a word of advice. Don't sit in front of the TV and watch all those soap operas. Don't listen to all the bad news. Turn off that junk and turn on the good news. Hallelujah. And you'll start feeling, whoa, something's lifting off of me. My spirit has been refreshed because I'm hanging out with the most high God. He's the most high God. He's not the most low God. He doesn't make you feel low, 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 low. He makes you lifted. He is the glory. And He is the lifter up of our head. There's something about God's presence. God's love. You know, act like a magnet in our lives. You know what a magnet does? Draws things to it. Our spirits are in tune with Him. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Our spirits yearn to fellowship with Him. When we start worshiping Him, it's like a magnet. His presence just draws us up, lifts us up. Hallelujah. I think we ought to worship Him right now. Lord, we thank You. We bless You. Thank you that you are the glory. You are the lifter up of our heads. You are the refresher of our soul. Hallelujah. You are the one that restores the joy of our salvation. Glory be to God. We bless you, the most high God. Woo, you're worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome to bless his holy name. You are in the right place at the right time tonight to be replenished, to be refreshed, to be filled up.
Glory be to God. I can't see those gauges on your forehead, but I know that some of you are creeping over to that red zone. But I can see life coming. There's a bar now there. There's a little bar there, just a little, little bit of power. We're edging on up. Hallelujah. Full power ahead. Amen. Now, Psalms 92.10, I like this first. I'm going to look at it out of the King James because I like how it says this. Psalms 92.10. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn. Now, read that last part with me. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I like his positive statement of faith. He said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. And David was a man after God's own heart. He was quick to repent. He was quick to forgive. And he was quick to call upon the name of the Lord. He knew when he had missed it, run. Run back into God's presence. Repent. Turn around. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. He missed it many times, but he knew that if he just get back into God's presence, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. Declare that with me. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. There's just something awesome about just saying fresh, fresh oil, fresh. Listen to the definition of fresh. Recently produced, not preserved. New, having just arrived, invigorating like fresh mountain air. You know, the air can get kind of stuffy and kind of polluted and not so great when you live in an area like we live in, all the cars and everything. But hasn't the air been fresh this week? After the rain, it's like it's clean It's clear. Pastor and I yesterday, I said, let's just go outside and go for a walk and just breathe in clean, fresh air. It's invigorating. Glory to God. It's refreshing. Did you know that the atmosphere of heaven is clean? It's clear. There's no pollution in the atmosphere of heaven. There's a high concentration of life. In the air of heaven. Because he lights up that place. Him, Jesus. In him is life. And there's no death at all. There's no sin at all. There's no pollution at all. In his presence. You know what? Sin can't live. Sickness can't prevail. Death. Where is your victory? Grave, where is your sting? He has conquered death, hell, and the grave. He is pure life. Fresh. Alive. 
invigorating. Glory to God. If heaven were a supermarket, it would be all fresh produce. There'd be no canned blessings in heaven. There'd be no day-old stale bread sales. God's not into that. Fresh. No. How about His mercies? Aren't you glad that His mercies are new every morning? There's so many types and shadows in the Word of God. Just think about it. With the children of Israel, when they, was be, they were being fed with manna from heaven, He said, you've got to go gather manna every day. Because I'm going to give you a new blessing every single day. And God is into that in our lives. He never says, I don't feel like cooking you up a blessing today. Go and reheat some leftovers from last week. I'm on vacation. No, every time, every time we come into his presence, it's new. It's fresh. We get a new word. We get fresh power. We get renewed with the anointing. It's never old Stale blessings. He's not doesn't operate like that. In his presence, we're renewed, we're revived, we're refreshed. That's why it's so important to take the time. You know what all of this stuff requires that I'm talking about? Time. Did you know in heaven there are no McDonald's drive-throughs? Heaven doesn't have drive-through windows. God, I've got two minutes. You know I got to be to work, so I'm going to drive through. Bless me, oh Lord. I hear I hear that there's drive-through churches now. Whatever you got to do, but you know, that's not God's way. <laughs> drive-through, Father, bless me. Do 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 sprinkle. No, no. The Bible tells us if we want to get something from God. We need to learn to wait in His presence. Still our mind. That's the biggest thing that we have to do. You know, you cannot quiet your mind instantly. You want to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to get in your presence. We're going to have a refreshing time. Your mind can say, yeah, but I hope we're done by such and such time because this show's on. Or, you know, oh, my stomach's growling. I'm hungry. It takes time to get there. To that place. Pastor was talking about your wealthy place this morning. It takes time to get to that place called spirit. In the spirit is how we pray. But in the spirit is also a place. And it's a place where we're more aware of him. More aware of him. Than we are all this other stuff out here. It takes time to get there. To that place of being in the Spirit, in His presence. But there's rewards. Hallelujah. Let's look over at Isaiah chapter 40, and I'll let you know how many verses we're going to read when we get over there. Isaiah chapter 40, in the Amplified. You got a word down there? Yeah. 
found drive through church, I Googled it. <laughs> I heard it. I heard that. I heard that on one of the Christian stations. Drive through church, burden blessing. What? Drive through church, burden blessing. That's a little weird, but I, did, I saw that on a Christian TV station. And I thought, oh, seriously. Like a little window. You do, drive up. I suppose they have a big container for your offering. Throw your offering in and we'll bless you. Look at, look at this one. Here, talk in my mic. This one's a picture of someone laying hands on them. The person sitting in the car and laying hands on through the window. <laughs> really? Maybe they're onto something. <laughs> I don't think so. If we don't have time in our life to give God a couple of hours on a Sunday, our life is way too busy. Wait upon the Lord. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It didn't say don't forsake the assembling of you and your family and your car as you're driving through church. No. Bring your supply. Amen. Don't get me going. Hallelujah. That's out there. Anyhow... Isaiah chapter 40. I like all these passages, so we're, we got time. Let's read verse 28 through 31. I'm going to read out the Amplified. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God. Woo! I'm glad He's the everlasting God. The God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. There's no searching for his understanding. He gives power to the faint and the weary. To him who has no might, he increases strength. Hallelujah. And I love this. Causing it to multiply and making it abound. Power to the faint. He multiplies it. He doesn't just increase it. He multiplies strength to those that will wait upon Him. He causes us to abound with strength. Now, how do we tap into this? Verse 31. We'll skip down there. 31. But those who wait on the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him. Everybody say, that's me. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm expecting Him to do something good. I'm looking for Him to show up and to show out. Those who expect, look for, and hope in Him shall change and renew their strength and power. This is the best exchange program you can ever be involved in. We exchange our little strength or our weakness for what? They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. This is the exchange program. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. You ought to track how many times you say a day, I am so tired. I am so tired. I've done it myself. Get up in the morning. You're supposed to be refreshed. I am so tired. I woke up tired. No, I'm not going to be saying that because I'm going to be running to Him. And if I wait 
upon the Lord, guess what? He said, I can expect. If I wait upon him, I can expect to exchange my tiredness, my weakness, for his strength and his refreshing. And to get so strong in his presence. What's the key here? What are we talking about? Times of refreshing that come from where? From the presence of the Lord. This says those that wait. That's the same way of saying it. Those that come into his presence can expect to renew their strength. To mount up. To run and not be weary. To walk and not faint or even become tired. You can't do that in your own physical strength. I don't care how good you eat, how much you sleep, all the exercise you may do. Nobody's body can ever say, I'm not going to be tired or weary. This is not a physical thing. He's saying, those that wait upon me, it's a spiritual thing. You want to get infused with strength? It's in His presence. And guess what? When we are strong on the inside, it's going to show up on the outside. We are strong in our own power. No, the Bible says, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. The Bible also says, Nehemiah 8.10, The joy of the Lord is my strength. In His presence is fullness of joy. When you hang out with Him, you get that joy bell stirred up on the inside of you. When that joy is stirred up, guess what? Strength is a byproduct of joy. So you see, we're waiting upon the Lord. We are being refreshed. We are being revived. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. There's a reviving that happens when we hang out with Him. The word reviving, some of the definitions, we're fixing to wind down here because we're going to just wait upon Him. Some of the definitions of reviving are to bring back to life. To impart new health, vigor, or spirit into. To restore the effectiveness of. And I love this one. To breathe fresh life into. I heard uh, Mark Hankins said this. One of the definitions of revive in conjunction with revival. To bring back to life something that threatens to become a corpse. Well, look at your neighbor. Hopefully everybody's still breathing. I know some of you might be asleep, but just double check the pulse. Everybody still awake. So if somebody next to you is threatening to become a corpse, a corpse, look at him and say, "Be revived." Hallelujah. Be revived in the name of Jesus. All of these definitions are something that we can expect. This is our prayer. As we're winding down here, I've got a couple more scriptures. Psalms 
85.6 in the Amplified. This is my prayer for all of us tonight. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Revive us again. You can't be revived if you've never been vibed. You know, vibed is a good word. Vibed comes from vivid, and vivid is full of life, lively, bright, brilliant. Glory to God. He said, I want you to be full of life, lively, brilliant, full of life, shining bright in this world. Then it, here it is again. What happened? When we get revived, leave that scripture up there for a minute. Will you not revive us again? So when reviving and refreshing show up, what's the result? Woo! That your people may rejoice in you. When you're revived, ha ha ha, when you're refreshed, guess what? You're going to rejoice. Is that good news? It is to me. How are we going to enter the holidays? Let me ask you. We are going to enter the holidays revived, refreshed, renewed from being in His presence. Amen. Let's all stand.